1968, a group from England known as the Zombies released a song that was called, This Will Be Our Year. And in that song, I could sing the whole thing, but that would just be a disaster for everybody. You don't want to hear that. But you might want to hear it later. But in that song, a couple of the lyrics say, and this will be our year. It took a long time to come. It says, and I won't forget the way you held me up when I was down. And I won't forget the way you said, darling, I love you. You give me strength to go on. Now we're there and we've only just begun. This will be our year. Such a long time to come. The message of that song was about how that things had perhaps not went as well. The message of that song was how things had maybe not went as well in the previous year, but things were going to be better this year. As we enter into 2021, we can approach the year in one of two ways. One, that this will be our year, such a long, took a long time to come. But in 1925, maybe one of the most famous books in American literature was released, The Great Gatsby. And in the last paragraph of the book, Jay Gatsby looking back on things and thinking about how that 10 years earlier things had been better. He says, F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote it. He said, so we beat on boats against the current, borne back ceaselessly into the night. The point being is no matter how far, how much more Jay Gatsby wanted to move on in his life, he never could get past his relationship with Daisy back 10 years earlier. 2021 could be like that for us as well. We can want to go forward, but sometimes we can't get over what's been behind to go forward. Amen. As Christians, we have an example of this. I appreciate Kevin reading it there just a moment ago. We're going to spend the majority of this morning talking about Paul. And we read from Philippians, the third chapter, verses 13 and 14 just a moment ago. And Paul's writing here in this text, and Paul had a terrible past. I don't think any of us would argue with that, that Paul's past was terrible. We've seen, we've studied, we've talked about the different things that Paul had been a part of. In Acts, we read that Paul had held the coats of the people who stoned Stephen. I don't want to be any part of holding coats for people who stone somebody. But Stephen was killed because he was preaching. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, Paul said, Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. 
1 Corinthians 15, verse 9, Paul says, For I am the least of the apostles, whom am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. In Galatians chapter 1 and verse 13, he says, For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure, and he said, and tried to destroy it. Paul had a bad past. Realistically, there's no way that we would have looked at Paul and said, well, that's the guy that's going to take the church and spread it all around the globe. Realistically, Paul probably would have thought that same thing as well. You know, when you think about what am I going to do this year? I'd say before the trip to Damascus, Paul was probably, nothing that happened in Paul's life after that was probably on his agenda for that year. He probably did not think, this is what I'm going to become. There's a lesson for us there as well. In 2021, I will do three things. I hope this is our guide for us, and I hope you can follow along, and I hope that you can find some of this in yourself as well. Number one, as Paul said, Forget the things which are behind. So, what do we remember and what do we forget? Well, if you study memory, a lot of memory studies end up people don't really remember things the way that they are. Our brain is a crazy thing. But there are things that we remember or have some remembrance of, and there are some things that we have no memory of at all. We can probably all point to things in our lives. I remember what I was wearing the day that happened. I remember the song that was on the radio when that, and then we could probably say, a friend of ours might say, do you remember what, I don't remember that at all. That might have been two weeks ago. Maybe told me something, I don't remember that at all. All right? Memory works in funny ways. But we have this ability to remember things, but sometimes even worse is we have this ability or this inability to forget. And so what we look at with Paul here, if we're going to look at in 2021, we're going to forget the things which are behind, that doesn't mean that we forget everything. Paul obviously did not forget the literal past that he had lived. I'm sure that those things that we looked at at the beginning, Paul went to bed at night and sometimes those things sort of pop back in his head again. I don't know what Paul's mind was like, but do you think Paul ever thought about Stephen dying as he moved on in his life? I'm sure he did. Paul was a human just like you and I would be. Or are. We don't forget all the negative events in our lives. In Psalm 51, David did not forget his sin with Bathsheba. In Psalm 90, Moses didn't forget the sins of the people. We talked about that a little bit on Wednesday night. But we use those things to learn so that we can grow. You've heard people say, you need to learn from your mistakes. We have to do that with our negative memories, if we will. I forget, though, and my goal is I, we have to forget in the sense that we stop letting it affect our identity. 
What was Paul's identity the day that he stood there and held the coats while Stephen was killed? Paul's identity was the man who stood there and held the coats while a gospel preacher was killed. That's who Paul was. Now, Paul might have been well-educated. He definitely was. He might have been a good man. He probably was. But his identity was right there. But Paul had to move beyond that. You know, we have that problem sometimes with ourselves. This notion that who I am is sort of bound up in what I was. Well, there's always going to be people in life that say, he did this, or he did that, or she did this, or she did that. We can't let that identity define who we are. We're malleable. We're changeable. We should be able to become something different. My past is not going to be who I am as a person. I would rather, instead of my past, Define me. Let's go to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, and let Jesus Christ be who defines me. That would be our goal. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, what's it say? He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See, the Bible tells us right there, if I am a new creation, if I am in Christ, the old things have passed away. That's gone. Why do we hold on to it? God forgets our sins. In Psalms 103 and verse 12, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so has he removed our transgressions from us. If you were to be in New York and wanted to drive to San Francisco, it's about 3,000 miles all the way across the United States. Josh could probably tell you exactly how long it takes to drive from one to the other. But it would take a long time to go from one to the other. You can't get in your car in New York and expect to be in San Francisco a couple hours later. That's not the way it works. It's a long way. In Psalms here when it says, as far as the east is from the west, we're not looking for literal uh, numbers and miles or kilometers or whatever. What he's saying is, is I'm taking it completely in the opposite direction. Leaving that behind. Jeremiah 31, 34, No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. He says, For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. That should be comforting to us. That God says that I will forgive their sins. I will remember them no more. But the easy thing there is God has said he will forget it. But sometimes we struggle with that. We can't forget it. God can, but we can't. Well, God's better than us. Why can't we follow with him? In 2021, I will reach forward to the things which are ahead. Why do we reach for things? Last night we were putting dishes away. And Mary has some plates and bowls that are nicer. And Will was putting them away. And Mary gets mad at Will because now Will can reach everything in the house he didn't used to be able to. But it, there was a 
bowl, and it, it, was a, it was a nice bowl, and I handed it to him. And he reaches up, it goes on the top shelf, and he's reaching up, and Mary's eyes were this big, and she was a nervous wreck. I don't want him to drop it. Well, probably a valid concern. But he was reaching for that. He could not stand where he was and put it where it was. I could, he couldn't. But there are things in our house that I can't reach, that Mary can't reach. When we reach, it requires a little bit of effort to get that extra spot, right? Wherever that is up there on the top, i got to reach up there to get it. When I reach, right, I can feel that right here, I can feel it here, I can feel it. All of me is having to put forth effort to get to that spot. The reason that we reach is there are things that are ahead of us that we have to try to get to. Forgiveness enables us to press forward. So if we can't forget what's in the past, we can't go forward. But that forgiveness allows us to, because let's forget about us for a second. God said he's going to forget these sins. He's not, they're gone. So now that we don't have that holding us back, that forgiveness allows me to reach forward. Think about it this way. What if last night when Will was trying to put that bowl up in the top, what if he had had uh, his school backpack on? Might that have made it more difficult? He's being weighed down by something. Okay? What if he had not been standing on a tile floor but rather been standing in sand? Could he have reached? We've all been on the beach or we've all been in a sandbox. When you, when you put your feet in there, you, you start to sink, right? You get, you get shorter. We unload those burdens through that forgiveness of sins. That allows us to be able to reach forward. With forgiveness, we have a clean slate. Psalm 32 verses 1 and 2 says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Bless, bless, bless. All these things that are removed from us are blessings for us. Romans 4, 8. If we want to go to the New Testament, see it on the other side. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Say it in the Old Testament. Say it again. In the New Testament. What does this mean? I don't know what the word impute means. What do you mean? This means we can start fresh without guilt holding us back. We struggle with that. Guilt holds us back. We've just read scriptural verses that say God will forgive our sins, but that guilt still weighs on us. Still holds us back. We have to reach forward with our mission. So what is our mission? What's a new year? We're Christians. What is our mission? Well, Luke 19.10 says Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Correct? Shouldn't that be what we're doing as well? Matthew chapter 28 verses 18, 19 and 20. 19 and 20, therefore, is on the board. That is the mission statement. I think years ago I remember being saying something like that was God's mission statement or something like that. This is what we're supposed to do. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded to you. And lo, I am with you always until the end of the age. So our mission is laid out right there. What am I reaching forward for? <clears throat> I'm reaching forward to help the church grow. And who's with me? God is. 
should be comforting to us. We should be able to hopefully forget the things that are past and reach forward to the things that are ahead. In 2021, I will press toward the goal. What's the purpose of goal setting? Usually around the end of the year and the start of the new year, we do resolutions, right? I want to do this or I want to do that. I remember a couple of years ago, it was like on Sunday night, right at the end of the year, Jameson had spoke up here and he gave a list of like six different resolutions for Christians for the new year. What's the purpose of setting a goal? Well, a goal is something that we hope to achieve. And we set that goal to put focus on it. If we're trying to reach a certain goal, we're reaching for that. The other night, I went to a restaurant and picked up food. And behind the counter, you could tell what their goal is. I couldn't understand it, but there was a number behind it. And like their goal for Monday was like 13.7. And for Tuesday, it was 14, but whatever it was. For those people that work there, that's a goal that they were trying to reach. I don't know if they got extra pay or whatever, but there, there was a visible goal for those people at that restaurant working there every day, this is what we're striving for. We press toward the goal. But we have to have a goal set. Herm Edwards, who's the football coach at Arizona State University, used to be the coach for the Chiefs and for the Jets. He once said, a goal without a plan is a wish. He's right. If I want to set a goal, but I'm not going to plan to do anything about it. I'm just hoping it happens. Be nice if this happened. We've all had wishes come true. <laughs> you know, maybe not the genie and the magic, you know, but you know what I'm saying. Things that we were not expecting whatever the amount of money from the man in Glasgow, whenever, you know, the, the, we weren't, that, that, that helped out a lot. That worked out really good. We weren't expecting, we didn't have a goal set. I hope you get this. The elders of the church have goals set what you would like to do this year. As Christians, we have to set that goal as well. We have to press toward, not away from, but toward that goal. See, we all share a common destiny, the right word? Maybe. What is our destiny? Well, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-5, through 5, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. See, what our common destiny is, is a home in heaven when our life is over. We all share that as Christians. Well, that common destiny should help to encourage us forward. I don't mean that we should read what I just saw, what we just read there in 1 Peter. I don't mean, well, you know, we should, we're ready, ready to die right now. We shouldn't be thinking, well, I, I just got to get, that's not what necessarily means. But we should be comforted in the fact that no matter what happens, that we have a hope of a home in heaven when this life is over. And if I die tonight, and I don't want to, and I hope none of us, would hope that either. But if I do, I know what my destiny is. And that's because that's a goal that I've set for myself. I can't wish 
that I'll go to heaven, but not put any effort toward a goal to make to make myself get there. Otherwise, we're just hoping for something to happen without planning for it. It usually doesn't work out that way. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, that Kevin read there at the start. This is Paul saying what he planned to do. I hope for us that we have this same plan for this next year. Because in reality, this past year has not been a good one. But every past year has not been a good one. Because even in the greatest years of our country's history or the world's history, people died, people have suffered for illness, the church has had struggles. Every year can be a bad one. But we need to approach the new one with the idea that it will be even better than it was. But there's no way for the church and for our Christianity to be better going forward if we don't do something about it. Three things. We forget things that are behind. We reach forward to the things that are ahead. And we press toward the goal. Paul wrote it a long time ago. He probably didn't know he was writing it for 2021 opening day sermon. But he did. And I'm probably not the first person that's uttered these same things as well. Our invitation to you is to become part of the church. To become an active, engaged, integral part of the church. Because you can't grow in any of these three categories without putting yourself forward to grow. But the church can't grow in any of these categories without you helping the church. You play a vital role. This church cannot exist without you. And so as Paul said, as I've said, as everything that we've read has said, put the past behind and press on toward the goal. If there's anything we can do for you, we invite you to come while we stand and sing. Thank <laughs> you.